Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. It feels like everything has fallen apart. You got passed over for a promotion. You lost your job. You didn't get hired even after a stellar interview. Ooh, I've been there. I know that one. You can't seem to get an interview anywhere, and you desperately want to get out of where you are. You're being demoted. Your grant didn't get funded. The company's closing. You made a costly mistake, and you're being penalized really, really badly. The list of possible career setbacks goes on and on and on. And the setbacks are real. They're hurtful. They're damaging. They can have lasting, lingering effects on our careers, on our psyches, on our confidence, on our self-esteem. In this podcast, I want to give you 12 steps for dealing with the setbacks. Let me say this. None of this is new information. Okay, so some of it may be new for some people. But consider it a reminder if you already know the stuff, and if you don't, just take some notes. All right, we've addressed the realities. It's time to move on to ways to handle the setbacks. It's helped me to first acknowledge the emotions that I'm feeling, whether I'm feeling loss or embarrassment or shame or disappointment. Whatever the emotion happens to be, I need to acknowledge it and fully experience it. It does me no good to stuff the feelings down and just run around pretending I'm just the bravest woman in the world. The second thing that helps me is to take some time and process the failure. Take some time and really process it. I really sucked at a new client engagement during the pandemic. I could not connect well virtually, and I never felt like I got into a groove. I felt uncomfortable, and I just didn't bring my best self. I wound up having uh, a few really heated, unpleasant conversations with the CEO, and it just turned out to be a disaster, the whole thing. They didn't renew my contract, and I felt really badly because another client had referred me to them. It was just a, a bad situation. It was a terrible situation. I had to give myself time to process the failure. I had to come to terms about the fact that it was a failure. It doesn't do us any good to be delusional and to not acknowledge our failings. I had to acknowledge how I felt about myself and how I felt about how I handled the situation, which wasn't so great. Now, my processing didn't lead me to dwell on my mistakes or be obsessed or overwhelmed by them. It allowed me to think about what happened and to start to figure out some of the lessons. Once I processed the situation, I was eventually able to forgive myself. And that's the third step we have to take when we're facing a career setback or any setback. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to demonstrate self-compassion. Perfection is a myth. It's a trap that keeps us bound to unrealistic standards and unrealistic expectations. Forgive yourself. Acknowledge your humanity, acknowledge your frailty, and be kind to yourself. The fourth step I want to talk about is renewal. Before you can action plan or strategize for moving forward, you have to renew and replenish your spirit. 
This is how we demonstrate resilience. It's how we're able to show up strong and confident for the next step on the career journey. Like, I renew in small ways. I give myself quiet time. I love yoga, so I do a lot of yoga. I talk with my sister and my best friend because they give me perspective and they help me to recover my confidence. Think about how you can renew. And remember, it's not a one-time, one-shot effort. When we're going through trauma, we have to make the time to breathe and renew throughout the ordeal. We've got to create activities and routines that are enriching. We've got to have people in our corner who will help us restore our emotional energy. All of these things help us to get to a state of calm, and that's what lets us engage in some clear thinking. It's that renewal that allows us to get a sense of perspective. It's possible that in spite of the adversity, we're going to be better off in the long run. It's possible that this setback could possibly be a way of redirecting towards our true purpose. It's possible that the lessons we learn can have positive, powerful impact on us and on others. So thus far, the things that we've been discussing are focusing inward, and that's, that's important, that's necessary, that is critical. It clears our minds, and it enables us to have the right focus and clear targets. The fifth step, the next step I want you to consider is dreaming a new dream. This means that you have to accept the current reality. You can't spend energy wishing things were different. Deal with what they are so you can dream something different. In Appreciative Inquiry, we talk about dreaming or imagining the best. This is so important. Don't dream about just getting by or getting back in the race. Allow yourself to have big dreams of a better future. A new dream means that you want, you expect, and you deserve something more, better, and different. Think seriously about where you want to go next. Um, Let me tell you, a colleague got forced to resign. And you know, that's pretty much like getting fired. So of course she was hurt. And of course she was afraid. And this was made worse by the fact that even though she's in her 60s, she wasn't financially ready for unemployment or for retirement. But I admire what she did. She did something really um, different. She started taking all these free classes to figure out what next. She's been taking writing classes. Who knows? She may become an editor. Who knows? She's been taking art classes. Who knows? She might become an art teacher. She's taken this wide range of classes so she can figure out what is her new dream going to be. And don't be afraid to share your aspirations with your supporters. Sharing them puts the right energy into the world It'll help you develop momentum. So once you have ideas about possibilities and new dreams, you can move to the sixth step, which is expanding your network. Start meeting new people through people. Look at the people you already know. Talk to them about what you're considering. If you decided you don't want a new dream, that your existing one is just fine, 
Then talk to people about connecting you to other folks who can open new doors for you. Of course, you can network through professional associations. You can network through community service. You can network through networking groups and those networking meetups. Find ways to refresh old connections and then to make new ones. The reason I started with the inward steps is because you have to bring optimism, confidence, and joy to networking. You can't be licking your wounds from the setback. It's all about the inside-out work as you're staging your comeback. So let's go to number seven, and that is to serve, to serve others, to do something that focuses your attention on someone other than yourself. Find some causes that you care about and get yourself involved. And if you're already involved, get more involved. Not only is service going to broaden your network, it's also going to change your energy and your attitude. It's going to give you other stuff to think about. All right, let's tackle your CV or your resume. And this is uh, number eight. So how is it constructed? What does it look like? What does it say about you? How are you customizing it? I write well, so I operated under the assumption that my bio, my CV, and my resume were all in good shape. And then that little voice inside told me, get some feedback from a few people. I asked a friend from high school to have one of her friends check it out. And I did this because her friend doesn't know me from Adam and wouldn't be concerned about hurting my feelings. So she gave me some great tips for making my CV read better, flow more logically, and highlight my skills more directly. I needed somebody to look at my bio, that one-page bio that we all have, or should all have. And this time I shared it with another friend of a friend. She told me it lacked clarity and she had no idea what I could contribute. She gave me some very practical suggestions for calling out past contributions and focusing the reader's attention on my specialties. Um, I asked another colleague to check out my bio. And he said it looked like too much verbiage crammed on one page. So he gave me tips for cleaning up the appearance. I think there's also a lot of value in hiring a resume service. Check out samples of their work, and when you interview them, pay attention to whether they understand your brand. Your resume has to convey the brand image that you want to advance. So now, you got that great CV or that great resume and that really powerful one-page bio, so now you can seek out recruiters. And that's my number nine. Investigate recruiters who've demonstrated success in the field that you are entering or are already in. LinkedIn is a great starting place for finding them. Um, I've heard people say, no, I just wait for recruiters to come to me. Well, you could be waiting a long time. Be proactive and go looking for them. Now, just like you're seeking out recruiters, you get to seek out organizations. And that's, I think that's number 10 on this list here. Um, seek out organizations. Look for organizations that do the work that you want to do. Start looking for organizations that look like they share your values. Ask people, ask your friends, ask your colleagues what's going on in their workplaces. 
find out about culture so you get a sense of whether or not you'll be a good fit. Now, here's a strategy that's worked for me when it comes to getting faculty positions. Once I find a university with a program that interests me, I send my CV and a short email to the dean of the department. I don't go to the chair because deans have more clout. Chairs report to deans. And I cannot tell you how many times this strategy has been successful. In two cases, I got hired because I reached out to the dean who then passed my info on to the chair who then put me in the pool of applicants for the next search. Don't be timid about letting people know who you are and what you've done and what you're looking for. It's all about instigating the action that you need for your comeback. And that leads me to number 11. You must have faith in you. Of course, you have faith in God or whatever you consider your higher power to be, but you must have faith in you. You must believe that you can do this. You must have self-confidence. You can't go into this weak and mealy-mouthed and doubtful of yourself. You've got to do the work to believe in yourself because when you come forward, you've got to convey powerful, assured, positive energy. And the 12th and last step that I want to hit is to persist. And I'm not saying persist because your savings may run out. I'm not saying persist because your unemployment benefits will definitely run out. I'm saying persist because you have what it takes to write the next chapter of your life. You have somewhere buried deep inside of you the grit required not just to come back from a career setback, but to move forward stronger from it. You can embark on new learning if you allow yourself to adopt a growth mindset. This allows you to persist in your intellectual curiosity and to discover new ways of doing and of being. You can create new adventures in spite of adversity. Think of the career setback as a neutral zone that you can use to gather the resolve that you need to push forward to persist. Use it as a way to move away from any forces, whether they're mental or physical, that may have held you back. As I wrap this up, I need to stress the fact that perspective is so important. The way you view your setback is going to make all the difference in your ability to come back and move forward. Remember, people are cheering for you. People want to see you succeed. I'm going to close with this quote from Elizabeth Edwards. Here's what she says. Resilience is accepting your new reality even if it's less than the one you had before. You can fight it. You can do nothing but scream about what you've lost. Or you can accept it and work to put together something that's outstanding. I vote for outstanding new creations. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. 
I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.